Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. There it is. All right, we're ready to rock and roll. Okay, so tonight we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about music, uh, like Keith already mentioned. Uh, we are going to, things are going to be a little interactive, and uh, so I'd love participation. And um, let's just dive in here. Uh, as we've been talking about, we've been talking about being trained by Jesus. And one of the ways that uh, is always a good reminder and something we don't talk about often, but something that we do almost every time we get together is sing and we, we have some sort of music. And it's really good to be reminded about some of these things. Um, so tonight I want to have a little fun, uh, but I want to talk about music. And so let's Let's see about getting this thing going here. And it's not. Now it is. And my wife said, I like your lesson. You just need to uh, talk fast, okay? Because you don't want to go long. Um, there we go. All right. So music is a gift from God. And I just, I was thinking about this, and I don't know about y'all, but music is just one of those universal things that, it just, everybody loves music. It may not be the same type, but music is just an awesome thing that God's given us. Here's some things I was thinking about. It brings people together. It's a way of expression, a way to express ourselves. It helps us communicate our feelings. It, sometimes it exposes our feelings. Anyone can do it. It's not limited to just people who can play the piano or the guitar. Anybody can make music. You might have to practice, though. Uh, used for teaching. We see that in the Bible. Even um, we see that with my little girls. I mean, that's how they learn the ABCs and um, a ton of the books of the Bible, any number of things we teach with music. It draws out emotion. And uh, I'll talk about that some more. It changes the way we view things. It, like literally there have been studies done that where music changes how people physically see things. It's, it's very interesting. It can change the mood of a whole room. We can sing a song in here and uh, it can really change the mood. If you're at a party and there's no music and someone puts on the right song, everybody's dancing instantly. I think we've all experienced that. I love that. It inspires dancing. It, it's used in all kinds of therapies. This is such a, a, a beautiful thing and with autism and all different kinds of ways, uh, depression, all that stuff, uh, music can be used to help. It can take us home when we're far away. It enhances what's, what's around it. And so what I mean by that is, 
That's why it's in movies. If there's a sad scene and then that, that violin comes in and crescendos at just the right time, it just enhances it. You know, at a, at a wedding or, you know, you think of the bride walking down the aisle and she picks that perfect song, it enhances what's around it. Um, it helps us to remember. We see that a lot of times in the Bible, that there's songs in the Bible that are just there to help people remember. It's art. It spans all cultures. It spans all history, and it connects us all. And music is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So there's a song talking about drawing up emotion and taking us to a certain place. I hope you guys like listening to some music because we're going to listen to some now. Um, but whenever I hear this song, it takes me to a small church in Oconee County that it was hot and sweaty and it was the best day ever because that was the day I married my wife. So let's, let's listen to this song. So we'll move on from there. I know sometimes listening to a song, everybody's kind of like, what do I do with my hands? Um, but just hearing that starting note in that song, man, it takes me back to that day and it's a sweet thing. Here is another song that, uh, that this, uh, do you guys like Christmas movies? This is one of my favorite Christmas movies here. This is White Christmas. And so this is the opening scene to the movie. This movie was made in the 50s. But this is, they're, they're supposed to be in World War II here, and it's Christmas Eve, and they're having a big party, and Bing Crosby sings this song, and, and you can just see it takes everybody home, even if it's just for a brief moment. They, they're just like swept away, and, um, and the, I wanted to show you guys this. like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow Christmas card I write 
May your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be white. I tell you what, that is something else. Could you imagine being in war on Christmas Eve and hearing that song and how much you'd long to be at home, be in another place? Man, music is a powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing. But you know what? Music is all over the Bible. It's crazy. So music is mentioned 33 times, and these are just kind of some word counts, some stuff I did a little searching on. Instruments are mentioned 23 times. The word sing or singing is mentioned about 151 times. Shouts of joy, 31 times. Shout and triumph, 12 times. Shout for joy, 55 times. But that's not, that's not it. Here... There are 185 actual songs in the Bible. Now, you could give or take some of that because um, the guy I got this from made a point of saying that some of the prayers or some of the things repeat themselves. And there's just some that you could give or take on this number. But 150 are Psalms and then 35 in the rest of the Bible. There's three whole books of the Bible that are song books. You got the Psalms, Song of Solomon, and you got Lamentations. And if you didn't know, Lamentations is five dirges, which are just sad songs uh, about mourning the fall of Jerusalem. Another thing I learned was that, you know, Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, I didn't know why it was named that, but apparently Solomon wrote over a thousand songs. All right. And... The Song of Solomon was his favorite, and that's why it's called Song of Songs. It was his favorite song. Is that not pretty neat? I didn't know that until I was reading about this. And then here's another little neat thing. The first song and the last song in the Bible are the same. So in Exodus 15, after Moses and the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, they sing a song. And then in Revelations 15, you see all the people around the throne and they're singing the song of Moses, which is not if you look it up, it's not verbatim, but it's it's the you can see that it's the similar meaning. But music is all throughout the Bible. So I guess the question is, so what does that have to do with me? Music is cool. Music is pretty neat. Okay, but what does that mean for us today? And you're probably asking some some pretty basic questions here today. Uh, what is our music supposed to sound like? What songs are we supposed to sing? What should it look like? What should the people up front be wearing? Do they need to wear something special? Do, uh, should, it, should it be on a big stage with lights and all that stuff? Or should it just be, you know, something very basic or somewhere in between? Should there be instruments or no instruments? 
What order should we sing these songs in? And for how long in our service? And what should the order of our services look like? You know, these are, I feel like, some pretty basic questions. And what, what style should we sing? Modern, contemporary, old school uh, hymns, you know, the R&B, soulful, um, gospel music. Those are, those are all some pretty normal questions, but uh, I have a feeling that they're not the right questions. You know, there are, there are some times that we can get hung up on these things, but they're not really what is the most important. A better question might be, what are my expectations of worship compared to God's expectations of our worshiping him? And this is where I want to dive into some Bible study with you guys here. Let's jump over. Um, honestly, we're going to read a bunch of scriptures, but uh, write them down. Have some Bible study tomorrow or later about this. So immediately I, I thought of, the, of some... Uh, of these two verses here, but they're lessons from the two kings here, from Saul and from David. And Samuel was rebuking Saul here and says, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. Okay. And let's go to the next one. What do we see here from David? And this is in the Psalm 51, which we all know, where uh, this is his repentance psalm. It says, you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. And I feel like this is a, a, a very good place to start our music today is an offering of praise it is something that we come together and do and similar to those burnt offerings where they send the smoke up to heaven we're sending these praises up to god and we're speaking to one another and trying to encourage each other with song But I think what God sees more important than just us singing and offering up this praise is obedience and a broken spirit and a contrite heart. That stuff is better. That is a better offering, a better sacrifice. And and it's a, it's a way more complicated offering than trying to figure out which songs to sing and how to sing them. Yeah. So let's keep going here. Romans 12.1 Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Guys, we come on Sundays and Wednesdays and we offer up these offerings of praise when we are supposed to be the offering. We are supposed to be that sacrifice, the thing that is radiating smoke of praise up with how we live. 
If this, like, and, and I'm saying all this stuff, if we don't get this down, the music stuff doesn't really matter. This, the, the music is kind of a moot point. Here in Revelations 4, 9, 11, we see a good example. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before the one seated on the throne. Worship the one who lives forever and ever. Cast their crowns before the throne and say, O Lord and God, are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things and because of your will, they exist and were created. And I want to emphasize what the elders did, the, the important guys. What did they do in their times of worship? They said, I'm not king, you're king. And they literally took their crowns off their head and placed it in front of the throne. And this right here is an example of being a living sacrifice. It's, it's living out that, that laying down our crown in front of the throne and saying, God, you're in control. You're in control. Let's keep going here. <clears throat> and so that last scripture is an embodiment of this. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And those things that I'm talking about that is the type of worship that God deems worthy. That's when, he, when you think about what he's looking for, it's not the perfect song. It's not the perfect performance of that song. It's not, a, it's not even a gathering of people singing. It's his people living according to his will. And this is what we don't want to be. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain. And that's the scary thing when we talk about music, because it can be this. We can go to this place very easily. And, and this is why I started off with this, because this is not where we want to be. Our music should be an overflow of a life lived in submission to Jesus. Amen. To worship the spirit and truth is to lay down our crown before Jesus with a broken spirit, like a wild horse brought to submission to its new master and a contrite heart understanding who we are with all our imperfection and sin and becoming a living sacrifice laying down our life in the service of Jesus for others as Jesus did for us at the cross. To worship in spirit and truth is to live as Jesus did with all our heart, mind, soul, strength, and actions fixed on the Father and to sometimes sing some songs about how great he is. 
That's kind of this perspective. You see what I tacked on at the end? That's, that's kind of where singing fits into all of this. And I feel like sometimes the singing can kind of be on the forefront. And really, its place is tacked on on the end. Our life has got to be that offering. Our music should be an expression of this. So I want to take a minute. I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to have you guys join me at the end. Okay? And I just want us to think about these words. It's a very simple song, and hopefully it's something we can sing here in the future. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. I give myself away. Come and join me. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Great job, y'all. Man, music is powerful. That really kind of described what I was feeling while I was putting this together. So we got through that part. Let's talk about some more music, though. So when I was thinking about, all right, let's start talking about music. Let's just think about that for a minute. There were, there were a handful of scriptures. I thought of four scriptures, uh, and they're all in the New Testament, that kind of were about singing. So the first one was Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. It says, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time 
because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music from your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. So, you see that music is lumped in there and it's kind of sandwiched in with some other stuff. And if, you, if you're paying attention, it's pretty similar to the things we've already been talking about, isn't it? It's amazing that he's like, okay, you got to live it. You got to be careful how you're walking. Hey, don't be foolish. Don't be filled with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. And when you're filled with the Spirit and you're living it out, speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart. And then again, it's, it seems whenever music is talked about, it's linked to give thanks always for everything. There's thanksgiving and, and, and this idea of being grateful and having joy in your heart. It is, it, it's a key component, a key component to, uh, there we go. Yeah, it's a key component to making music. And that's what was taught, you know. It was, do you see anything about what songs they sang? I mean, they sang hymns and spiritual songs. We'll talk about that. But they didn't list a song or song number. And they didn't list, like, you might be able to call those styles. But we'll, we'll look at that more. Let's go to Colossians 3.12. Therefore, God's chosen ones, holy and loved, Put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, accepting one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, put on love, the perfect bond of unity. And let us let the peace of the Messiah to which you were also called in one body control your hearts. Be thankful. Let the message about the Messiah dwell in you richly. Or dwell richly among you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. So again, this is a very similar teaching. They use some different words and describe some different things. But there in the middle, let the peace of the Messiah control your hearts. What's controlling you? Who are you under the control of? Is it yourself? Or is it Christ? Prereq to singing. Again, be thankful. Let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you. And you have this idea uh, 
the, the previous scripture talked about not being filled with wine, but the spirit. And this one's talking about being filled with the Messiah. Let the message about the Messiah dwell in you richly. There's this idea, what are we being filled with? Who's in control? What are we being filled with? Obviously, Thanksgiving is there again. So, so here we, you're like, okay, so what are we supposed to sing then? Let's take a look. Here's what a hymn is. It's a hymnos. It's a song of praise. That seems pretty fitting for what he was talking about. Okay. A psalm or salami or however you pronounce that. Okay. Um, to, to pluck or to strum is what the actual word means. But as you extrapolate it, it's to use instrumental music or the words accompanying music. That's what psalm means. And then spiritual songs is, I'm not even going to try that one, um, relating to the human spirit or the rational soul as part of the man which is akin to God and serves as his instrument or organ. So that's, that's kind of interesting too. A spiritual song has to, it's kind of a, about us being God's instrument. So you think about the different types of songs we sing. There are obviously songs that uh, are worship and praise songs. And then there are songs that are about like, I'm coming up, Lord. Oh, Lord, prepare me to be your sanctuary. Those would be s spiritual songs. And none of these songs, there's no real big distinction on which ones are upbeat and which ones are slow, which ones are soft and which ones are, are, are loud. What they say to do is to speak to one another with songs of praise, to use instruments and words accompanying instruments and use the Psalms in the Bible. It says to sing spiritual songs, songs about us being used by God. You know, those are the types of songs we should sing. There's, that's a pretty broad category, don't you think? Here's an interesting thing Jesus sang. Do you guys think he sang good? You think he could rip like when they were singing, he was just like ripping solos and doing runs and all that stuff. Or do you think uh, you think maybe he was he said there was nothing about him that would draw people to him. You know, do you think he just was an average Joe? He just kind of sang like the next guy, you know, and it wasn't anything special. I don't know. It's fun to think about. But it's there's two sections where Jesus sings. And uh, they're both the thing. They're both in those scriptures there. And they, um, they're both at the Passover. And both of them, they're, they said they sang a song, they sang a hymn, and then they went to the Mount of Olives. And so wouldn't it be interesting if we knew what they sang? Wouldn't that be pretty cool? I know what they sang, y'all. It's called the Great Halal. It was actually a really common thing that the, they would sing at Passover. Uh, it means great praise. And just so you know, it's Psalms 113 through 18. And then for some reason it didn't show up, but it's also 136. So that string of Psalms is 
That's what they sang after, after the Passover. And that's like Jewish people are still singing this same halal to this day. And so the only other time they would sing these is times of great joy. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? That these, go back and read these psalms and have that perspective that, okay, these songs are meant to be sung with great joy. It's pretty neat. So here's what I want to, I want to take a second. I want us to kind of, I don't know what it looked like when they sang this, but I have a couple things that might give us an idea. So I'll, let's watch this. <laughs> So they are singing this at the at the western wall of the temple. So this is very similar to one Psalms one thirty six. So do you think it was kind of like that? I don't know. That, that's, that, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what it looked like. But do you think after the Passover they were celebrating like that? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it was like this. I'm 
So we just listened to Psalms 113 through 118. Okay, that's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Would you be okay if that was our worship service? Would that be all right with you? Would that be enough? That's, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? That's, it was enough for Jesus. Who knows? It may have sounded like the first one where they're jumping around and having a big party, and it may have sounded like this. So that's, that's way different than the expectations that we have. Yeah. Our heart has got to be connected to Jesus, or we get caught up in the wrong things. We get caught up in the wrong things. So let's do this. Did everybody bring a Bible? Yeah. We're... If you'll open up your Bible to Psalms 117, we're going to do something crazy here. Okay? This is going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. This is a psalm. It's got two verses, okay? Now, I need everybody to stand up. Come on. So, one of the things I was reading about the halal, you got to be standing. So, that's a, that's a thing. So this psalm is a universal call to praise, and here's what we're going to do, all right? I don't, I'm going to start it, I'm going to sing, I'm going to say, praise the Lord, all nations, and then together, we're going to chant or sing, or whatever comes out of your mouth, we're going to go through this together, okay? Psalms once, Psalm 117. This is crazy, this is crazy, but... We heard that, we listened to that two minute long thing, and that was uncomfortable, wasn't it? Let's, let's see what happens here. Connect your heart and your mind, and let me give you a tip here too, is use your ears, listen to what other people are doing, and then you won't be the guy that's like going way loud, but you also won't be the guy that's too quiet there. All right, praise the Lord, all nations. Praise the Lord, all nations. Glorify Him, all peoples. You can sing it all together here. For His faithful love to us is great. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Hallelujah. 
Was that weird? Was that a little uncomfortable? It's very uncomfortable. But this is, I don't know, this is very similar to what they did. I don't, I don't know the tune to the song. Obviously, they had people that played instruments, and obviously they had song leaders. But I don't know who out of the 12 led the song. Do you think Judas was the song leader too? Do you, who led the music? I don't know. But somehow they went through and they connected with that. Let's go to Psalms 136. We're going to try something here. This one should be a little easier. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> hey, and Christian. I'm in the and Christian. Okay, so let me just tell you this. We're going to go through this one. I'm going to say it, and then after each thing I say, you guys repeat, his love is eternal. Okay, that's what my version says. Your might, might be a little different, okay? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is Give thanks to God, to the God of gods. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. He alone does great wonders. He made the heavens skillfully. He spread the land on the waters. He made the great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. He struck the firstborn of the Egyptians and brought Israel out from among them. With a strong hand and outstretched arm, he divided the Red Sea and led Israel through. He hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. He led his people into the wilderness. He struck down great kings. He slaughtered famous kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites. And Og, king of Bashan. And gave their land as an inheritance. An inheritance to Israel, his servant. His love is he remembered us in our humiliation. His love is he rescued us from our foes. His love is he gives food to every creature. His love is Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love is Amen. Let's sit back down. Would you guys be okay if that's how we did service? It's a little bit different, huh? It's a little bit vulnerable. But man, it's meaningful. There's something impactful about that. And I, I know we kind of chanted that. It wasn't perfect. But man, didn't you guys all connect with the story of the Israelites as we went through that? It was pretty neat. This is the last thing they sing in the great halal. This is the last bit. And that's a, that's a really cool thing. You know, the best songs that we do are the ones where people let go of themselves and connect with the congregation in mind and spirit in the act of praising Jesus. 
Not the ones with perfect pitch and no mistakes. Not the ones with the best instruments and the best singing. Now, let me just say, I love the way we do our music. It's so good. I love the musicians and I love the singers and what they bring to the table. And it is awesome. We have got it so good. My reason for sharing this stuff is not to say we need to switch up everything we're doing or that we're doing it wrong or something like that, but it's to give us perspective. What's important? And I want to throw out there too, if there's a song that's meaningful to you, reach out to one of the song leaders. Say you love this song and would love to try and do it. Shoot, that's great. That's what this is all about. And our music should sound like us. You know, it shouldn't sound like the guys down the street. It shouldn't sound like they do in Louisiana or up in Chicago or out in California. It should sound like us in this room and the folks, you guys at home, it should sound like us. And that's what's important. It should be, I, I hope you guys are hearing that, that our music should be an overflow of a life lived in service to Christ. And whatever that joyful noise is that's coming out, man, that is the best singing we can do. It really is. It doesn't matter what order we sing them in. It doesn't matter how many or how few. If it is an overflow of our sacrificial lives in the service of Jesus, that's what it's all about. So, let's lighten the mood a little bit here. I'm going to leave us with some practicals here. I've got, shoot, we've got five minutes till eight. I might, this may be 10 minutes, all right? So here's an example. I got two sections here, okay? I got, some, I got some talking to the music leaders, and I got some talking to the, uh, the congregation. So let's start with the music leaders. Don't be this guy. Next and song will be one that has made me pretty famous over the last few years. Um, it has took me a lot of places I didn't think I would be at. Um, but it was the first time on stage, New Year's Eve 2002, uh, with one of the best quartets out there today, Brian Free and Assurance. And I was uh, privileged to be able to sing this one with Brian Free. And uh, I don't know if I beat him that night or not, but ever since uh, then we've had competitions. I've worn him out. Uh, not to make me look good or anything, but. <laughs> But uh, this is one that also uh, my friends at my hometown church, Gospel Light Baptist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina, has uh, really made uh, their top choice. So therefore, we're going to finish off with this one. It's called Looking for a City. <laughs> All right, I got to stop it. Okay, that goes on for five minutes. Okay, <laughs> that, that, 
<laughs> you know, I wore them out. I didn't. I'm not, it's not about me. I'm not trying to brag. It just, that's what happened, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you the story. So don't be like that guy. Um, <laughs> so, all right, here's some things. That was just something funny. Um, switch it up. Here's some practicals. Uh, for the worship leaders, guys, come prepared, okay? And what I mean is be living this out. Be living uh, the life being trained by Jesus and living uh, according to what the word says. Live it out. Here's some stuff that I do on, uh, on a normal Sunday, okay? I read my Bible and I pray. That's, that's basic stuff, huh? But here's, here's what I pray. I pray some specific things, and Sarah and I pray this just about every Sunday. Help me to have eyes to see the needs around me today at church, okay? As song leaders, we've got to have eyes to see what's going on around us. And prepare me to sing and pray and hear your voice today. Those are the things that I pray about before I come to church because that's where I want my headspace to be. And then finally, come with the mindset of being a servant. And this stuff, as you'll see, it, that's, that's stuff we should all be doing. But as the ones leading, we need to have our heads in that space. Oh, there we go. And it's not about you, okay? This is the other thing. It's not about me being up in front of everybody. It's not about Tyler. It's not about Ryan or anybody else that gets up here and sings. We've got to check our ego at the door. Our job is to come and serve the church with our talents, not to gloat in our talents, not to, to, to shine light on me, but to shine light on Jesus. I think another part in this is there's a lot of humility that comes in this. Uh, don't be offended if you're not needed for a song, okay? And this I'm speaking specifically to the song leaders, people at home, if you're, you're listening, don't be offended because, again, it's not about you. It's about the goal is to lead people in worship, and not every song is going to need everybody, all right? And, and shoot, don't be offended if, if that's you that time, Okay? All right, here's another one. Don't force it, but go for it, okay? I think we've all been there and we've been a part of a song where the, they, the song leader is just forcing it and it is not working and it's not going good. And a lot of times those songs, you feel that stuff in the practice. Don't force it. Don't force it. There's my timer. It's 8 o'clock, y'all. Let me just finish this up. Don't force it. But at the same time, go for it. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Do things you're uncomfortable with and, and try new songs. Do that kind of stuff. But don't, if it's not working, don't force it. There's no, there's no worries. It's family time. Be flexible, okay? We put together as song leaders, I'm looking at you guys because you, you guys are like the only ones here that, <laughs> that are song leaders. But... Um, but we got to be flexible because 
things change. And almost every time we put an order together, it doesn't go how we want it to. Okay, and almost every time we practice a song, it goes different when we sing it in front of the church. All right. And we've got to be flexible. We've got to be like Gumby. You know, we've got to be movable. All right. And and there's a toughness that comes with being flexible. All right. There's a I don't I don't know. Uh, musicians and artists and stuff like that can get their feelings hurt very easy and can be emotional about things. And. And it's okay. We can be tough. These things make us tough, but we can be tough and go with the flow and be flexible. And this is an important one. Be aware of what's going on around you. Okay. There, when, when people come in, everybody's in a different place. And as the song leaders, as the people up in front and people trying to lead uh, the church to a certain place, we've got to be aware of what's going on. We've got to look out and not just say, we picked this song and so we're going to muscle through it and be, we got to be okay with, again, flexible. If we see a need or if there's a lesson that was preached and we picked a song at the end of the service and you're like, man, this other song would be way better, but we didn't practice it. Let's sing the other song. We got to be okay with like, with, with, with changing, but being aware of what's going on. We've got to be thoughtful when we pick the music out and, and match it to the needs of the church and not just to what song we think is cool or the song that is, we've been practicing this one, so we need to do this one or whatever. We've got to actually be feeling out what's going on in our church and pick things accordingly so that we can lead them appropriately. And then the, the final thing in this is, We've got to make connections with people as we sing. We've got to, that's what it's all about. That's actually one of my favorite things is to look in people's faces as we're singing. It's weird now because we're wearing these masks, but to like, actually, this is a one another thing that we're doing. It says to speak to one another. And we, we can't do that with our song, like our face buried in a book or, or on the screen above. So, and lastly, we got to have fun. Everybody knows when you're not having fun. This is family time. Our, when we come together, this is supposed to be a thankful, joyful thing. And so I want to end with that. I got another video here. I'm going to talk about the uh, congregation here. Yoink! <laughs> Listen. You said some of y'all can't sing either. That's boldness for God. <laughs> so if y'all want to come try and sing a song, I would love anybody to come up here who's like got it on their heart. But no, I will take the microphone away. If it's not good, okay? Um, a lot of these things, 
are come prepared. And I want to share something a little different um, to the congregation here. Come overflowing, ready, ready to give of yourselves. The singer's job up here is not to, quote unquote, fire you up. All right. That's not what what our singing is about. Our goal is not to pick songs to to get you hyped to hear a lesson or to get you prepared to hear. There is an aspect of praise that will prepare you, but that's not the goal. Okay, we should be coming overflowing, living it out again, praying the same things, reading your Bible, all of that. So I want to put this in your ear, too. The song leader is not getting paid. The song leaders up here have jobs and families like you and work hard to make our Sunday gathering special. You should be working just as hard to contribute. It is a family time and everyone in the family should participate. And we should come prepared to do that. Okay, it's very easy to come and say, I didn't like those songs. I don't know. My kids were acting up. Let me just tell you, my kids were acting up too. Okay. And I, I still have to come and present myself in a way that's appropriate for praising God. It's not all about you. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you something. What we got going on here is not uh, America's Got Talent. Our music ministry is not an act that's here to entertain. Okay? So, so don't expect that. <laughs> you will be disappointed. Okay? And then if you are disappointed, I don't know, <laughs> you come lead some songs. I think that'd be good. Um, <laughs> we may do songs that you don't like. Okay? But I'll tell you this too, I sing songs up here that I don't necessarily, necessarily like, but I do it for the, for the good of the whole. And when we sing songs that aren't our favorite, it encourages the people that do enjoy it. So hopefully when that table's flipped, you get, get that encouragement from people singing out on the stuff that you enjoy. And, and, and then finally, if, if, if you feel, and I'm just throwing this out there, I'm not, I don't want this to sound mean or anything, but if you feel like you can do better or you feel like you've got, got something you want to come and sing, I would encourage you to come join this music ministry. Why aren't you serving? <laughs> Why aren't you up here helping? We would love your help. And uh, I know that probably could have come off a little spicy or a little salty, not intended that way. I intend to just say, if you, if you feel like you can do better, or you can want, have something to offer, or you have those thoughts, come join the music ministry. Come talk to, to one of us, and, and we'll see about getting you pulled in. Okay? This is another one. Follow the leader. Okay? Let me just tell you what is, what is so difficult as a song leader, is if I'm up here, and I'm, I'm going after it, I'm really trying to, like, lay it out there and everybody in the crowd is like this you guys don't understand how often that happens and you think no one sees you because you're in the middle of the crowd but i see all of you okay <laughs> i have a different vantage point okay and i want to encourage you to sing 
to follow where whoever's leading the song, follow where they're going. They picked this song for a reason. They're trying to take you somewhere. So if they sing softly, sing softly. If they're clapping, clap. If they're having a good time, you should look like you're having a good time. <laughs> you know, have fun. If, uh, if it looks like I'm having fun, have fun. You know, uh, enjoy the time, but follow where the leader's going. And then be flexible because it's not going to be perfect, okay? Show us some grace and some mercy here because I'm going to mess up. I'll tell you another thing. If I mess up real bad, please laugh, okay? Because it makes it more awkward when you don't. Have you ever, like, tripped and fallen on your face and everyone just stares at you? It's worse than if people laughed, all right? I know I messed up. You know I messed up. Just laugh. It's okay. It's not a big deal. I'll, I'll compose myself and we'll move on, okay? But be flexible. Things, the order of service might not be how you want it. It may be different. Be flexible. And then finally, go for it, okay? Everyone in here can sing, okay? Some better than others, but it is a fact that every person can sing. It takes some practice. I want to give you a couple tips here. Listening is the biggest thing you can do. Listen to the person leading. Listen to the people singing around you. Match what they're doing. You'd be surprised at the end of songs that go terrible. That last note is almost always perfect because people, you know, when they hold it out, people like, and then they find it, and then it's good. That's like, that's like a real thing. It'll help you in your singing. Listening is such a good thing. Guys, I know singing is vulnerable, okay? You got to put yourself out there. Go for it. Try it. When I'm up here, I can feel insecure. I'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and go for it. You guys do the same, okay? It's okay to be a little vulnerable and enjoy the moment because there's only so many opportunities we get to come together and sing praises to Jesus. So enjoy every sweet moment that we get. You know, we're, we're not promised tomorrow. So these sweet moments that we have as a family together, let's enjoy it. All right.